When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now, though, to chat Australian Open. Thanks to Wilson. Experience the ultimate summer of tennis with Wilson. We have our man, SEN tech, tennis expert on the line, Brett Phillips. Good morning to you, mate. Good morning, Coach. Morning, Michael. How are you doing, guys? We're going really well. Uh, we're going really well. We've been discussing a lot of sports this morning, but we've held off on uh, the tennis other than talking about uh, Nick Kyrgios and his interview with Novak Djokovic yesterday. But... Mate, I'm interested in, uh, first and foremost, there was, uh, when we discussed the tennis yesterday, we were talking 2.30 start for Novak Djokovic. That ended up being a lot later. (laughs) And then the discussion around scheduling has popped its head up again at Melbourne Park. So, uh, I mean, can you fill people in that maybe missed it yesterday on the scenario? And then when it came to the night session, uh, what you made of that? Yeah, well, um, I've had four hours sleep. There could have been two uh, by the time I spoke to you this morning because we actually thought we were looking at a four or five a.m. finishes as the day was unfolding. So for the first time in the tournament, so we've been having the midday starts, obviously, on Rod Laver Arena this year, an hour later than um, years gone by, but, but one less match to make sure we start the night session at 7 o'clock. So yesterday they decided to put on a Legends doubles at 12 and Coco Goff and uh, Marta Kostiuk to start not before one o'clock. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, yesterday yeah. was uh, extraordinary. I mean, we got a three-hour women's match followed by a nearly four-hour men's match. Now, back-to-back, that doesn't always happen. But I would have thought, by the time we get to quarter-final day, you know the, the calibre of players remaining is going to be pretty strong. They're not going to be 6-1, 6-2, in, in the case of the men's straight sets um, obliterations. They're going to be pretty tight matches, long matches, that are going to go the journey. Why on earth they put on a, another match to the schedule when they haven't done it all tournament is beyond me. And I noticed today they've taken it off for the other half of the quarter-final. So it will just be the two matches. So... Look, that one could have really come back to bite organisers if we'd have gone to 4 or 5 a.m. this morning. Luckily, Arena Sabalenka was in um, devastating form again, got things back on track, and then, you know, Sinner winning in straight last night got us out of sort of a respectable hour, which could have been a hell of a lot worse. But, yeah, I don't know why they put Legends on um, as an additional, um, you know, match uh, on the uh, the schedule because it just set, uh, set everything back yesterday. And it was 29 degrees... As well, which meant, you know, sometimes the match is going a little slower. The uh, the breaks in between uh, sets are a little longer. And the other day, um, yeah, it, it was an extraordinary day, to be quite honest. Some interesting comments from Nick Kyrgios in, in his column this morning, mate, saying that he's okay um, if he has to retire from the sport. Any, any, I know Nick, you know, probably doesn't surprise you anymore, BP, but a, a, any surprises around around those comments? No, look, I, I, I sat on 11.16 down here in Melbourne going back, um, gee, it might have been a month ago if I thought Nick Kyrgios was going to um, you know, play again. And I said, I've got my strong doubts. So I just don't see, I, just, I have not seen the desire in him to want to come back. I mean, his injuries over the last 12 months, to play one match in the, what, the last 18 months, uh, I don't think his injuries have been 
that bad. I'd question, and a lot of people have, whether he's gone through the proper rehabilitation process and really been diligent. But he's never really been diligent about dotting the I's and crossing the T's about his preparation. He's relied on his freakish talent over the years, which has got him through, but he keeps breaking down because he hasn't done all the back work to make himself durable uh, on the tour. I don't see a great desire to come back. He's got so many things going on. He's never been totally in love with the game. Yes, tennis has, I suppose, been the vehicle to other things um, you know, coming about, other doors opening. Um, but he'd be looking at these young guys now, Alcaraz and Runa, these athletes, and going, am I really going to be able to keep up with these guys? And uh, this dream of winning a slam, it can't just be on the back of a booming serve. You've got to have all these other facets to be able to compete with these guys. Um, and... Yeah, I think the clock's certainly ticking on that. It wouldn't surprise me if he just said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. BP, the results yesterday, so just recapping, Djokovic uh, got the better of Taylor Fritz yesterday, 7-6, 4-6, 6-2, 6-3, and Yannick Sinner last night, 6-4, 7-6, 6-3 over Rublev. Uh, are we going to potentially see the top four seeds at the semifinals? I can't remember the last time that that happened. Yeah, usually there's uh, one or two that uh, sneak through. Um, yeah, well, I think Elkares beats Sverev. I mean, Sasha's played two big four-hour matches and Carlos is fresh and just uh, too much variety, I think, for uh, Sverev uh, tonight. And, and Medvedev, you know, he's been the best hardcore player of the last few years. Um, two Australian Open finals. I think he's just got a bit more experience and Hercatch, who I really like, uh, uh, from Poland, Hubie Hercatch, he's been inside the top 10 now for uh, a year or two, and I think his breakthrough is going to come. He's got a, a really good game, but Medvedev, I think, will outfox him uh, today. And then I'm really excited now about Sinner and Djokovic. I, I just want to see where Yannick's at. I mean, watching him up close last night, his level is just brilliant. I mean, there's not much meat on the bones, but what a mover. Um, you know, because you, you've got to... I mean, Djokovic has sort of um, led the way in terms of... Uh, having that flexibility and that you know change of uh, direction, being flexible, uh, being able to push off your left leg, right leg, because so many players are putting balls deep into the corners. You've got to defend out of those corners, and Sinner, you know, with his big sort of wingspan, can can do that really, really well. And he's he's like a gazelle. I mean, he can reset his core position. Uh, I think he can really take on uh, Djokovic here. I've still got Djokovic as my favourite, but. This is the time for Yannick Sinner. If it's not here this year, it might be at one of the other slams that he does break through. He is absolutely ready. And some news tonight. Obviously, um, Leighton Hewitt, a, a big moment for him. He'll be inducted into the Australian Tennis Hall of Fame in a special ceremony at Rod Laver Arena tonight. Where where does he rank for you, mate? Where does he sit in, in terms of um, Australian tennis players? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at all the legends who are in the stands every day, and obviously I didn't really see them play. When you look at, you know, uh, Rod Laver and Frank Sedgman and um, Muscles, uh, Ken Rose or Neil Fraser, and that was that was the halcyon days of Australian tennis back when it was a different game, not as global and uh, different technology, and they all had great uh, resumes. But I suppose in the time I've, you know, certainly covered tennis, you know, Hewitt um, is right up there. I mean, he had that window, didn't he, uh, in between sort of you know, the, the end of Sampras's career and the start of Rogers, where he was able to get those two slams. And then it became really hard as Roger got going, Rafa got going. But, I mean, in terms of, you know, competitor, youngest, what well, he was the youngest world, number one at the time, two majors. I mean, he's Davis Cup heroics. 
no wonder, you know, he's uh, he's the obvious choice as the captain and inspiring our Davis Cup team now. It meant everything to play for his country. I mean, you just love any competitor, whatever sport you follow, who leaves nothing in the locker room. You can't help admire those sort of guys. I mean, not everyone warm to Leighton, and some people still don't. And uh, but you can't uh, you can't fault uh, his competitiveness. So yeah, he's right up there in terms of uh, you know just someone who uh, put everything on the line as a sports person. And then he's just such a great person in Australian tennis now for the younger players in driving them to be more successful. And that's why he's a big architect, really, why we've got nine Australian men now in the top 100. Yeah, and it's really what Australians identify as generally, isn't it? Those, And well, I'm talking any sport. When you talk about who we want to be as sports people, it, it is like Leighton Hewitt, maybe not the most talented, but always give it absolutely everything when you walk on the court or the field or whatever it is. And he absolutely embodied that. Uh, just quickly on the women's side of things, mate, we've got a golf Sabalenka semi-final. Uh, I, we're getting to the point where you know how everyone's playing. Yeah. I, I can't wait for that one, but also who yeah. do you think is going to win the competition? Well, Sabalenka, this is, this is her test now because it's a six consecutive semi, but she stumbled badly in the other three last year. After winning the Australian Open, she was in winning positions and should have made another two or three Grand Slam finals last year. So hopefully, for Arena's sake, she doesn't get the yips and tightened up and start spraying some balls and you know start throwing in some double faults. That can happen. She can have these little mini meltdowns. Uh, Coco, I mean, the first time she was tested yesterday, so three hours, eight minutes, she is superbly fit, so she'll recover nicely. I, I think Coco is ready to take the Sabalenka scalp here. So I'm, I'm, I'm backing her in to go all the way. Um, and, and the men, yeah, Djokovic uh, has to be the absolute favourite still uh, to play his third match during the day to see off Sinner. And yeah, uh, look, you know, it could look, it could go another way, but that's <laughs> my, my feeling on it. But these, these guys in particular, they are so keen to strike Djokovic now on this court where he has had his most Grand Slam success. So they are, they are hungry. Yeah, the Sharks are circling. BP, you're all over it, as always, even when you're on four hours sleep uh, down there at the Australian Open. Thanks this morning, mate. That pleasure, team. We'll do it all again today. Yes, no doubt. No doubt indeed. That was thanks to Wilson. Get your game on and join us in celebrating the Wilson Summer of Tennis. And we are off to a break. Summer Brekkie is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.